All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to yet another uh, edition of Drunk Agile. With me, as always, my friend and colleague. Judith Singh. I actually met Nisha this time, but we and we do have Nisha. <laughs> we actually do have Nisha in the background there. She's yeah, got she, a- She has a bone and she's busy with bone, it right yeah. now. Uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Welcome for joining us. Uh, as always, let's let's start with what we're drinking. Pratik, what do you got? Uh, I, I, I had this, this poor bottle that was begging to get finished. Uh, it's an old Forester prohibition style, 57.5%. My favorite old Forester that is easily available and I made an old fashioned with it. No clear ice though. Mm. Just shout out to Steve Reed, no clear ice. <laughs> that's that's going to taste awful then. It's, it's just going <laughs> to taste awful because it's not clear. Yeah, you just had to put that bottle out of its misery, didn't you? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, so I went to, I, I'm going with uh, the Stag Junior. You, you've seen this is kind of a staple on our, on our show. Um, Really kind of jerk got that for me as a Christmas present. I was like, I I'm, I really didn't, didn't. It was from Nisha, if you remember. Oh, it was from Nisha. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. Because I didn't want to acknowledge um, who that was from. So, uh, cheers, cheers, everybody. Yes. Hope you have your your favorite drink with you. I think we promised last time. Again, who knows if we're doing? Man, that's really good, by the way. Um, I think we promised last time, if, if we are doing these in order, we always have that, um, have that disclaimer that this episode is going to be all about right, this concept of right-sizing, right? R-I-G-H-T, right-sizing. Um, so Pratik, I don't know, why don't you start us off? What, what, what is right-sizing? Let's talk about, first of all, what is right-sizing? And then we can talk about why it's so important. It's potentially the most crucial thing in flow. Um, so go yeah, ahead. It's, it's also potentially the most ignored thing in flow. As we <laughs> That's true. About. Very true. Very, very true. Um, right-sizing is this idea of uh, figuring out what is, um, what is the, <laughs> what is the right size of items to, 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 uh, to have another drink. <laughs> yeah. Just have another one <laughs> to flow through your system. It's, uh, it's essentially finding out when, um, when is something, um, way too big for your system to, 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 to take care of and, and would cause blockages in your system and would cause things to slow down. Um, and and how, how, how does your system run optimally? What, what size of items helps your system run most optimally? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, the, the flip side of that is potentially, potentially too small, right? It's potentially get yeah. your, your items, items too small. We'll talk a little bit probably talk a little bit about that yeah. later. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna quote, as I always do, I'm gonna quote our friend, Frank Vega. We really should just have Frank and just have him I talk, know. right? Cause we just we say everything that he says anyway. Um, but um, Frank Vega loves to use the, uh, loves to use the analogy of a, a wood chipper. You know, if anyone's seen Fargo, um, then you, you know what a, a wood chipper is. Uh, but if you're ever using a wood chipper, you know that, that any given wood chipper has, as you saw in Fargo, has um, a size that it can handle. If you try to sh shove a log that's way too big for that wood chipper, you know nothing's gonna happen. But likewise, if you were to just pick up a whole bunch of sawdust and just kind of shove that in, in the wood chipper, what, you know, what would happen? You know? So as Pratik said, it's, it's all about this idea. Uh, Don Reinertsen calls it, I, I believe it's Don Reinertsen, I wanna make sure I'm quoting right, but Don Reinertsen calls it more, um, I think he uses the term conditioning flow. So he, he talks about conditioning flow. There's a lot of other things that go into conditioning flow, right size and just one of them. But yeah, finding what is that optimal size for items to flow through your process um, you know, in, in order to op optimize flow. Mm -hmm. I said op optimal to optimize, yeah, okay. 
So let's talk. There's, there's, uh, it's turtles all the way down, right? We talk about this all the time. It's turtles all the way down. So, so what does right sizing mean at, at different levels, or should should we go into that? Or I mean, what what, what do you want to talk about next when it comes? Yeah, to I think I think that's that's. Uh, I'll we'll take a step back and say what we were saying earlier was right sizing is probably one of the most important things when it comes to flow. It's also one of the least talked about things when it comes to flow. But even when folks talk about right sizing. I find it interesting. People talk about it at at one level, but not at other levels. <laughs> and um, I think this is what you were referring to, where let's say you break down your work in terms of features and stories, or you know, epics and that break into stories or whatever that is. Um, right sizing applies to both those levels. Maybe if you have a third level, which is an initiative or something, like that, it applies at that level too. So right sizing essentially applies at all those levels, and hopefully through the next half hour, whatever we talk, we'll, we'll talk through some of that. Yeah, 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 exactly right. So yeah, whether it's yeah, epics into features, features into stories, whatever that is, wherever there's flow, essentially. You just stopped talking because you wanted to take a drink. I saw that. Pretty much. I don't think I didn't know. <laughs> um, wherever you have flow, there is this thing called right sizing. So let, let's, let's start at the base, most basic unit. I think the one that people are probably most comfortable with user stories let's talk let's talk about if, if you're using user stories or you know maybe maybe the smallest smallest value item what does right sizing mean at the user story level or that smallest smallest value level what, what yes. do we mean there? um even before we probably get to that because because it works both ways right you don't want to go too small either uh let's just define what a user story is at least how we talk about it which is uh, it's it's the smallest unit of customer value that flows through your system, something that represents customers' value, customer value. So that having been, having been said, um, right sizing at the user story level, at least the way we talk about it, is is let's look back at how our stories have flown in the past, how long they've taken to to get done. And when we see a new story come in, let's compare that to what we know about these previous stories and say, hey, you, our system works well when, the, when stories of this size have flown through our system in the past. Is this a story of that size? Or if it's, and if it's bigger than that, what can we do to break it down? What can we do to, um, to piece it apart? What can we do to simplify it in order to make it that size. And when you, and we've, so we've said size maybe a hundred times already. <laughs> and when we say size, we're talking about story points, right? That's, that's what we're talking about when we say size. Yeah, uh, yeah. obviously. And then if, if you, if, if you're watching this and you believe that episode one, you need to go to episode <laughs> one. <laughs> so, uh, no, what we're talking about, what we're really talking about is, is, is essentially cycle time. We're talking about how long it took for something to get through our system. So, for example, we look at our data and we go, uh, and, and we always, we, we like to use the 85th percentile. We say 85% of our stories in the past have gotten done in 10 days or less. So great, this is what our data is telling us. This new story that I'm looking at right now, just by looking at it, it looks like this is gonna take me a month. Our team is gonna take our team a month to get this done. Based on or based on what we've talked about so far, it means that is not right sized. It means that this thing is too big. This is where we would try to figure out how can we break this down to make it into six or seven potentially smaller stories. What is the smallest piece of this that we can take 
take on and, and move it through a system in 10 days or less. So as always, you said about 50 super important things in one statement. So we, we need to take just a second to unpack everything that you just talked about here. To, what I, is I it? say that so that I can drink while you unpack. <laughs> what is it, two, two, two minutes and 48 seconds? Is that, what was it, two minutes and 30? I don't what remember, was it? Two, I don't know, whatever two, it was. 18, 18, two minutes and 18 two, seconds. Two minutes and 18 seconds. <laughs> I can answer any question in two minutes and seconds. That's an inside joke, everybody. Okay, so first of all, cycle time. You started off by talking about cycle time. Why, why, why is looking at cycle time so important? Um, spoiler alert, if you can relate that back to value. Remember you, you, you remember you stopped us and said, hey, let's talk about user stories and why user stories mm -hmm. important. Why, why is cycle time important? Why is it cycle time that's important? Again, just, yeah. Refresher on, on uh, episode one. Yeah. Uh, so, so the reason cycle time is so important, and I mean, Dan gave you the hint there, which is if we believe that user, a user story is a representation of customer value, uh, watching cycle time or getting an idea of what our cycle time looks like helps us understand how long does it take us to produce something of value. So as, as I said earlier, the example I used earlier was, 85% of the time we get things done in 10 days or less, which means that it takes about 10 days or, le or less, 85% of the time for us to create something that has user value, right. some, some, some representation of value. And the, re the reason that's so important, if I can just piggyback on that, is if we're talking about customer value, when we start work on something, remember the second that you start work on something, the first question your customer is gonna ask you is when will this thing be done? because they care about receiving that value. That's what they care mm -hmm. about. But they care about the amount of time it's going to take them to receive value. So when we talk about sizing, whenever you hear Pratik and I mention this word sizing, it's always in terms of that probabilistic understanding of our cycle time. Remember, there's no such thing as 100% in our world. So we decide how much risk are we willing to live with? In terms of answering the question, when will it be done? We decide how much risk are we willing to live with in terms of communicating that answer to the customer. In Pratik's example, that was an 85% at the 85th percentile. So we say, hey, we have an 85% chance of getting this done in, in 10 days or less. Okay, now armed with that information, what we say as Pratik just said is, um, and I wanna make this, I wanna make sure this is very clear to people. Um, in order to right size, when a new story shows up, so we've, we've got this information, 10 days or less, 85% of the time. When a new story shows up, what does the team do with that story? Do they just accept it into the process and just start working on it? Or, 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 or what, if, what do they do? I mean, yeah, they, they, can you help us understand? Question, the first question should be, can we get this done in 10 days or less? Um, but and, just and based on what we know about that story right now, right? Are yeah, we, just based are we, on what we know. Are we, doing, are we doing poker planning or planning poker, whatever, however you say it, are, are we doing that? Are we story pointing it? What, I mean, what? No, we're just, we're just looking at the story, uh, whoever, like uh, whatever group needs to look at it, whether it's, you know, a QA representative, a dev representative, a BA representative, whatever that is. And we're saying, can this be done in 10 days or less? Answer is yes. Okay, good. Let's get started on this. Perfect. Yeah. Conversation's over. Let's because we drive out uncertainty by working on it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, we don't believe as a team, we don't believe this thing can get done in 10 days or less. What do we do? Yeah, and if the answer is no, at that point, let's, let's, let's talk about how can we break the story up into multiple stories that can be done in 10 days or less, or um, do we need to play another story before this that enables this to get done in 10 days or less? Or as we said earlier, 85% of the time we're getting things done in 10 days. Is this the one that just 
there is absolutely no way to break this down. We bite the bullet on this and go into that 15% territory where we're wrong. Right. All those that's, options. That's, that's crucial. I mean, it's, 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 even though we, even though we gave you like five options there, it's fairly binary. <laughs> Either we believe it's right sized or it's not right. If it is right sized, we start it. If it's not right sized, um, let's figure out what we need to do to make it right size. And when Pratik says, as always, when he says, break it up into other stories, remember while they still remain valuable, the, the, the point is we're not just arbitrarily breaking it up to make it look smaller. The, when you break it up, it still has to remain valuable. Okay. So that's, that, that's the, that's, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but that's where, that's where when, when Dan said earlier on, um, making things too small, that's where that too small comes in when you start doing things like, we're just gonna do the middle tier and you know, no one can use this. We're just going to do the database and no one can use this. Or break it up into an analysis story, a dev story. And yeah, test. yeah, exactly. Or that, yeah. Whatever it is, right? Okay. So Pratik, so now, okay, so I've done this. Um, I've got a story that comes in. Team's gotten together. They say, yeah, we, we believe that this thing can get done in 10 days or less. We're going to pull it in. We're going to start working on it. Is my right sizing work done at that point? Am I, I, I'm, just, I'm just done, right? It just goes through the process now and whatever happens to it happens to it. Is that right? And it isn't, and that's it's it's, it's all, I mean the, the the way you frame the question. Hopefully, people already got that it isn't. But uh, and if you especially if you've watched our, our previous videos, you you'll see we're 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 great fans of continuously doing things, like continuously keeping an eye on things. Um, as as you work through a story, as the team works through a story, you gain more and more information about that story, about that work. And if the, if the story is screaming at you and telling you that, I know you thought I could, you could get this done in 10 days, but really we have this external dependency that needs to get resolved first and you need to do all that other work first and it's gonna take two months. It's, it's imperative that we have that same discussion that we had at the beginning of, uh, when we first pulled in the story of, is it still right-sized or not? Do we need to break this up or not? Do we need to, bite the bullet on this, whatever that is. We need to have, still have that discussion. And I think, I mean, we're, we're gonna say this five times in this video, but I think if there's one thing that anybody takes away from this video, I think it's what you just said. It's that right-sizing is a continuous activity. It's not just, you know, upfront, yeah, we thought it was gonna be this and we work it, you know, because I think, um, we'll just pile on story points again. I mean, cause I think that's a lot of problem with the, uh, you know, with, with planning with story points is we say, oh, we said it's an eight point story and then it doesn't matter what happens afterward. We're still gonna call it an eight point story for the most part. That's yeah, no, not true I'm here. Trying to, I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to, I wanna make sure I attribute this to the right person. I think it's Bennett who says that predictability is, is a verb. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's Bennett Ballot. Uh, he, he says predictability is a verb. You do predictability every day. Right. So that's, and and I think have, do we have a video on aging and the aging chart and all that? Um. Yeah, we do. <laughs> do we? Because <laughs> if we don't, we'll record one. Okay. We're, 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 we'll, we'll figure out a way to do this. But but the 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 answer to that, if if we don't have it already, is is looking at whip age and you know and the aging chart. So. Um, we'll maybe shelve that for now because that'll that'll either that's either in it another video that exists or another video to come. But the tool that you use for continuous right sizing is going to be well. The metric you're going to use is whip age, and the tool that you're going to use is the aging chart. Um, so, you know, look, look for that in a, in a video coming near you. 
Okay, so that's right sizing. That's essentially anything, anything else at the at the story level. Actually, there is one thing I guess I remember. I, I remember I want to talk about. But is there anything else you want to uh, you want to mention? I have one other thing too, but go for it. Okay. The other reason the other reason the right sizing is so so important, especially for you people practicing Kanban, and uh, and uh, even if you're not practicing Kanban, hopefully you're practicing flow. Is um, if you're not doing right sizing making your items too big or allowing them to get too big, especially at the story level, I shouldn't say especially, just at any level, that is a wonderful way to hide whip, to hide work in progress. Um, so, you know, if, like we said, if we have a story, if we, our stories are supposed to take 10 days or less, and we've got a stories critique set that comes in and takes two months, that's probably, I'm trying to do the math here, that's probably three or four stories you know, that is masquerading, that is hiding as one. So you're going to pull this story in and you're going to be like, yeah, we're under our work in progress limit, no problem. Whereas if we were to break it up to be right-sized the way that it should be, we might be two or three items over our work in progress limit. Does, does that make sense? I don't know if you can explain that better. Than yeah, no, that's, that, 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 that is a very critical point to understand because um, the, the thing that almost everyone who works with Kanban, whether it's within a Scrum context or just in a pure Kanban context, one thing everyone harps about is whip limits, is, is limiting your whip. But you could have a whip limit of one for your entire team, but have this massive item that could have potentially been 20 items and still be under your whip limit. So that, that's why right sizing is important because um, you think you're doing you're doing everything according to Little's law, which I do believe we have a video on Little's law. <laughs> you think you're doing everything according to Little's law. Meanwhile, you're violating it all by not revealing your true whip. That 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 that's a major distinction um, between those right size stories and non right size stories. Was that the thing that you were going to bring up, or did you have something no, else? I, you I had I had I had another thing, which is. Many of you might be thinking, well, yeah, sure, right sizing, but um, why not just make stories as small as possible? And and frankly, yeah, if you make stories as small as possible, you are right sizing. It's 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 kind of implicit because when you make your stories as small as possible, the data of your system will tell you that you get things done. Let's say that team that was getting done ten days or less, it'll tell them that you get things done in four days or less. And then you will use that to right size. So yeah, if you make things as small as possible, as long as they're still valuable, you are by default the right sizing. Yeah, God, I, I hate when you make great points. I just it drives me nuts. Um, yeah, that, take a drink. <laughs> take a drink. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, again crucial point. So I think we've had three crucial points in the last five minutes. Um, this is so important. When we say ten days or less at the eighty-fifth percentile, we're not saying try to make all of your Yes, I'm shaking because I'm so angry. We don't mean make all of your stories, try to make all of your stories exactly 10 days. That's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying at all. It's exactly what Pratik said. Make them as small as possible because when you make them as small as possible, their true size will, will reveal themselves mm -hmm. in the data and you will be able to see, well, exactly, okay, really what is, what is right sizing? So don't think, okay, yeah, we, we pulled the story in and oh, I think I can get the story done in a day. So we should make this thing bigger. No, 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 no. If it's valuable and you can get it done in a day, guess what? Get it done in a day, right? Um, so, damn it, I hate, I hate that, I hate that. Well, it only happens once every 15 yeah. years. So, so, uh, 
I think I think I can live with it. All right, so that's it's it's, it's a new year. <laughs> it's a new year. That's true. We, 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 <laughs> we set our quota. We set our quota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's the story level. What about okay? So what about higher levels? What, what's is is right sizing at a at a feature level, at an epic level, at initiative level? Is that is that all the same thing then? When we, it's so in 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 um in theory, it's the same thing. It's yes. In theory, it's yes. absolutely the same thing. Yes. Um, how, how do we how do we make sure that just as just as we said earlier, we look at our story data and we figure out what's the right size for a story. Similarly, let's look at our feature data. Let's see how much how much time it takes us, how much effort it takes us to create a valuable feature, something that we're willing to release to a customer, and figure out if this new feature that we've been re requested is if that's uh, if that's the right size or not. But, okay, but so what are, what are some other ways? So we said in theory, yes, that kind of hints at, well, there might be other ways to think about right-sizing these yeah. larger items. And so what are, what are some other ways that we might consider for right-sizing these, these larger items? Yeah, so, so, so yeah, so you could, let's, 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 let's talk about the, the theoretically using the same mechanism, which is uh, looking at cycle time, looking at feature cycle time and, 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 and doing that. And that's, that's perfectly valid. Um, it's just, it so happens that feature feature cycle times are, are at at an order of magnitude larger, so it's it, they're much harder to judge in in terms of uh, is this right sized or not. Uh, you can hear Nisha going off there. I was gonna say, um, is, that, is that your belly or is that Nisha? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's, that's that's the sound machine. Yeah, she's. Um, but it's really hard to judge. It, it's kind of when we said ten days or less. That's an easier judgment. Just someone looking at it, that's an easier judgment to make. Although you can keep an eye on it and even if you're wrong, but if someone says three months or less, that's a much harder judgment to make at a feature level. Uh, it says, is this the right size or not? Um, you can, if you can, great, do it. Um, another option is to look at feature size in terms of number of stories. Um, let's say that when I look back and I say, "Hey, in 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 terms of number of stories, 85% of the time, um, my features are 15 stories or less, just just by looking at story count." Um, then we can say, when this thing comes in, we can do a quick thing. Hey, can we get this done in 15 stories? Do we think there are 15 right size stories in this feature or less? If the answer is yes, as we said earlier, let's start with it. If the answer is no, all the things that apply to the story level. Can we break this up? Um, can we simplify it? Do we bite the bullet on this? It's it's surprising, you know, how much pushback we get from teams when we, we bring in that notion in terms of of sizing features and in, in terms of stories. Because a lot of people, even if they accept right sizing at the story level, yeah, at the feature level, for whatever reason they or the epic level, they want to they want to dig their feet in and say, well, an epic is as big as it needs to be, or or uh, a feature is as big as it as it needs to be. And for whatever reason, they can't they can't get past that mental block that yeah you know in the past we're able to deliver customer value because remember we're still talking about customer value we're able to deliver customer value in twenty four stories or, or twenty five stories or less we're we're generally able to do that we're normally able to do that so when a feature starts looking looking like it's getting bigger than that that's a trigger for us to break it up why do you think people struggle with that so much or or how, how do we how do we get around that or do you have any thoughts on that I I. I... I wish I knew why people <laughs> struggle with it. I don't know why people struggle with it, but I do think that as people get to understand, 
all the continuous forecasting things we have, that we have talked about as they get to understand how uh, that right sizing at the feature level um, dictates how many features we can get done or how much value we can provide the customer. Um, as they understand that more, they, they definitely accept it. I do not know why intuitively it doesn't make sense to people initially. Well, that's and that's exactly where I was hoping you would go with that. We believe it or not, we did not rehearse this before. So, because this dovetails into a previous episode we had. If, if, I don't think anyone believes that we ever rehearse anything. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. <laughs> if, if anybody looked at, our, at an earlier episode we had around uh, the feature Monte Carlo, when we were trying to figure out, as Pratik just said, we've got you know 20 features. How long is it is it going to take us to get those, those 20 features done? There were several variables that played into how long it would take to get those done. What, what, can you refresh us in terms of what those variables were? Yeah, they were, um, well, step one was the team's previous throughput. How, how, what is the pace at right. which they get things done? Uh, the second was how many features are they working on at, any, at any given point of time? Uh, so that, that throughput, how much does it get divided? And then third was the size of those features. How, how big are those features uh, individually? And, and, and that, that those three things combined gave us, gave us an idea of how long, whether those features will get done or not. So yeah, and you, you, you kind of glossed over the last one, but that, that, that's really the point is, is the size of those features. If you go back and reach, you watch that video, you'll see that it was actually the size of the feature, if I remember correctly, that was generally speaking, I think the most sensitive, especially in, in higher whip environments. Mm -hmm. right? when, when, what the, the general conclusion as we ran all those experiments was when you have a feature whip of one and great if you do, at that point, priority determines uh, what is the likelihood of a feature getting done. But if you have a feature whip of many, <laughs> let's say all, if, if you're working on a whole number of features at the same time, then it turns out that the size of the feature, the number of stories in it or whatever determines um, how long it will take for that feature. And what is the probability of that feature to get you know, this? Done? This is again, this is the analog to what we're saying at the story level is when those features get too big, what you're doing is you're hiding whip. That's essentially what you're doing is, is, is you're you are hiding uh, you know, work in progress. And that is, as you mentioned before, that is going to um, you know, number one affect your pr predictability because you're violating all kinds of assumptions of, of Little's law, right? Um, anytime, anytime you hide work in progress, you are going to be in trouble. Um, so that's, it's funny how these are all, all all kind of kind of tying together. I I I honestly before this video I was really I was really thinking God can we really come up with a whole episode on right sizing? Because um, we're not we're not we're not done yet. <laughs> Believe it or not, we're not done yet. We kind of are. We we we, we kind of are. Um, so that's what what else? Anything else to wrap up the right sizing at the at the at the higher levels? You know, yeah, feature there's, there's at least this, and I think I don't think we made this point explicitly when we talked about stories, but especially at the feature level. Um, when you're right, when you start right-sizing features, when you take these big, huge features and break them into small features, uh, what it forces you to do is to actually prioritize those, those, those features amongst all the other features that were big features and you broke them up. And, and uh, there's that ad, agile adage of um, maximize the amount of work not done uh, it helps you separate the wheat from the shaft and figure out 
you know, what, what is really important from this big feature that came to us that we need to get done uh, as opposed to trying to work on all of this stuff and not getting something else that's more important done. What are you talking about, Pratik? I mean, I've got this release coming up and it all has to get done. It all, it all has, has to get, get done. So uh, who, who cares about right sizing and, and all that yeah. stuff? It's too bad Steve yeah. Reed's not here because that, 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 that's a trigger for him. Um, but I, I don't know, can, in like 30 seconds or less, can you talk about the, oh, but it all has to get done argument. So who cares about how big these features are and the order yeah, that we work on them? Because it all has to get done. It, it, it's funny because, you know, almost every product owner wants to get everything done, they, they, and, which is fair. That's, that's what they want. But the funny part is as you as you're working through a release um other requests come in that are more important than the ones you're already working on and which means you have to make the choice of pushing something out um but if you decided this this one big thing was a big feature and the team is in the middle of that and there's this entangled web of dependencies um you have to either push that entire feature out or say that, hey, the team has to work overtime and somehow accommodate that feature they're working on and pull in this other thing that we want to get done as well. Which I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm, I'm, too, I'm too drunk. I can't remember because if we've done a, a video on risk management, but what, <laughs> what, what you're saying is if, if, if I can say it more eloquently, eloquently uh -huh. than you, <laughs> by accepting this new, this new thing, and, and by the way, the longer your release cycles are, the higher the, higher the chance that there's some, something, something new is gonna come in, right? It's just gonna happen. Um, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. But the second that new thing comes in, and if we have this mindset, oh, well, all has to get done, and this new thing comes in, and we work on that new thing, what most people don't understand is that by accepting that new thing, you're not putting just that new thing at risk. You're putting everything else you've worked on or are working on at risk, um, and potentially at significant risk, which is what we try to demonstrate in the um, in, in the feature Monte Carlo episode. So. And it's not just while there is the new thing piece. It's not just that. It's it's the bigger something is, there's a greater likelihood that that thing itself is going to blow up, yeah. and that thing itself is going to absorb a whole bunch of things and become much bigger. So, yes. so yeah, you can take if for any golfers out there, you can take a lot of this risk out of play by by simply paying attention to right sizing, right sizing at the story level, right sizing at the epic level, right sizing at the feature level, whatever it is. If you're, if every day, if you're, if you're paying attention to what we need to do to make these things right sized, um, again, as small as possible is still valuable. That, that is going to solve the majority of your problems when it, when it comes to flow. Sorry, we, you, you look like you we, had. We, we didn't even talk about the most important thing about right sizing. <laughs> I told you we weren't done yet. In my please, opinion, at least. Please tell us uh, what's the most important thing about right sizing. If you're working on, let's say you, your data tells you that, you know, usually we deliver customer value in 20 stories or less. And you pick up this feature and just by looking at it, you know, this is going to be 200 stories. This is easily, easily an order of magnitude bigger than this. And you work on all those 200 stories or whatever that ends up being and you deliver it. And the customer goes, what is this? I, 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 that's, this is not doing what I expected. I did not want this. Uh, you're you're missing out by not breaking that feature up, by not right-sizing it. You're missing out on feedback, which you could have gotten months earlier, as opposed to putting all that effort and work into it and then finding out you did the wrong thing. Yep. So for you, you flow theorists out there, this whole time, 
you've probably recognized this, we're talking about batch size. Number one, first and foremost, we're talking about batch size, uh, but we're also talking about queue size, right? Because if, if, if you're hiding work in progress by making your batches too big, that means your queues are actually going to be, be too, too big as well. Whew. What else? What, what, what do we need to do to wrap this up? Because I think we've thrown a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, maybe this should have been two episodes as I was thinking through it. Um, maybe this should, should have been two episodes, but uh, how, how can we wrap up? How can we consolidate all of this, all of what we've thrown at these people? The, 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 so there is, um, there are some upcoming episodes after this that will go much, much deeper into how powerful, how powerful bat size really is, how powerful right sizing really is. Um, it'll, 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 it'll demonstrate that much better than we have done so far because <laughs> yeah. we ran a whole bunch of experiments <laughs> and did a whole bunch of math to figure that out and it'll do it much better than we have so far can, can you give but, our listeners a, a hint as to what those would be if what um, those upcoming episodes are what we're going to talk about uh, so so we have uh, we, we uh, dan and i have have done i think a couple of talks and a workshop on this topic uh called inept and inapt and uh, these upcoming uh, these upcoming episodes are going to be talking about how even in the presence of data, even when data is available, uh, teams, managers uh, tend to make the wrong decisions despite the fact that they have all the right data available. They, um, they, uh, they misbehave. They behave irrationally. Yep. yep. They behave irrationally. Yeah. And, and an example of that is how we go about uh, fixating on and, and being obsessed with priority and prioritization and ignore a whole bunch of other things that might matter a lot more than, than, than prioritization does. And right sizing is, is one of those things. Uh, that, that's just, just that the cliffhanger to make sure you come back uh, to find out why right sizing is so much more important than all that those those uh, those entire days, uh, in multiple entire days that you send that you spend prioritizing and figuring out value of things, come back and watch those episodes. They'll they'll be, they'll be coming up soon. Um, great. So as uh, I mean, I think I kind of just gave you the last word, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the opportunity to 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 take it again. Is there? Is, I mean, what? In twenty twenty in twenty five words or less, <laughs> can you? I think the, the, the biggest takeaway, and I know we talked about a lot of things, and we said a lot of things were very crucial. The 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 simplest, the biggest takeaway uh, that that I would want people to take to, to take from this is, um, if you're not right sizing, you're hiding whip. You might think that you are under whip, but you're actually hiding whip if you're not right sizing your work. Uh, yeah, and and the way the, like I said, the 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 tool to expose that would be something like aging. Like um, aging, absolutely. That, that is that is a tool. It's not the tool. It is a tool because another tool might be that feature with Monte Carlo that we've talked about that might show you that you know you you've got to do your things too big. So we have we've this is this has probably been our most our most action packed video I think that we've done to date. So um, I hope that it all, all makes sense. If it hasn't made sense, feel free to leave a comment in, in the comment section. Feel free to reach us, reach out to us on, on LinkedIn or, or Twitter or whatever. Um, but as always, I want to thank you for, for watching this video for, for Pratik Singh and Nisha in the background there. Hi, Nisha. Hi, sweetie. Who, who happened to stay awake? So we, we <laughs> must have done something right. Uh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you in the next video.